Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. heard the rest now here's the best stay tuned sports podcast and hello there all you stay tuners welcome back to another episode of stay tuned sports it's your good friend jimbo here back with king after a very Stop. very um good weekend for me at least then well i guess you too because the giants giants won Oh, that was great. We got, dude, the Giants are 2 and 0. We're top of the division. Our, the Giants and Eagles are on the top of the division. Man, what was it, the it, what was the what stat, is it like being here? What was the stat that like uh it was a a, a, a photo sh- or a, a photo you shared on Facebook, I think it was. That said this is the first time they're 2 and 0 or something. It, it was like a couple hours after after the game. It was, I wish I would have well, again, this is the first time the Giants have been 2-0 since 2016. Again, it, it, last week was the first time the Giants were 1-0 since 2016. So, uh, and and it was the first time we were above 500 since 2016. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're up 2-0. And I honestly, I know people are going to, like, shit on the fact that the Giants will, you know, uh, you beat a Titans team, which obviously isn't that good this year. And... Uh, uh, oh, what'd you do? You beat Baker Mayfield and the terrible Panthers? Oh, whatever. For me, this is what I look at. Those are games the Giants lose in the you know, for the last four years. When it gets down to the gritty part, when it gets down to where you have to close the game out, that's where the Giants always messed it up. They always messed it up. Yeah. They didn't do that. We actually closed out a game. Daniel Jones actually... Helped to close out a game and didn't fumble the ball away or throw an interception or do anything silly. Like, the Giants didn't do anything dumb with the ball at the end of the game. Like, yeah, Saquon wasn't great for the first half and the first bit of the third quarter, but you kind of saw towards the, the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, the Titans' defense, uh, I mean, uh, the, the Panthers' defense got worn down. And that's when Saquon was able to start getting some yards, be able to put stuff together. Graham Gano again, Baller had a great game as uh, you know special teams. And listen, would I like to have touchdowns on those first couple drives where we got the turnovers against the Panthers? Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, we still got points and we still closed out the game when it was important. Now, 
there's a lot to clean up and there's always a place to get better. But, man, the Giants are fucking 2-0. Well, I'm not going to sit here and, and look a gift horse in the mouth, man. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you this. There's probably two things I'll take away from that game. I, other than the Eagles game Monday night, Giants game was really the only one I watched. Had other things going on. Right. Um, they look so much like the 2017 Eagles. Like, you know. I don't say that. I, I, first of all, I find that insulting. Well, so. well, well <laughs> what I mean is like that under, underdog mentality. No one's giving us a shot. Um, Daniel Jones, I'm not saying playing like Carson Wentz where he was an MVP, but just not like almost like not worrying about the, the, the noise. Just going out and playing. Now, like you did say, if there was a, 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 a bad part of the game that, you know, a bad takeaway, yes, when you get takeaways, you got to get more than three points. You know? Um, and listen, I, I was okay with even the first one coming over three points, fine, whatever. But on that second one, and you're starting your first two drives within the other team's uh, 35-yard line, 40-yard line, whatever it was, uh... Like you got at least on one of those, you got to get six. Yeah, you got to get six. Uh, so again, that's still a bit of a problem there with the Giants. Seem to be stalling in the in the red zone, um, and the offensive line still has some work to do. Like again, Neil, you know our our, our guy from Alabama. There are moments where it's like, okay, I can see where he can be a great offensive lineman. But there's still a lot of there where it's like, man, this guy is a rookie in the NFL and he's getting <laughs> beat like a rented mule, man. Like it's, it's, it's a little back and forth there. But there's still, again, there's hope and there's there's signs of improvement, and that's what I mean. There's signs of th- it's getting better instead of, oh, this is the best we can do, or this is where we're plateauing, or anything like that. It's like if it feels different. And I think Dable's a big part of that. Yeah, definitely. And maybe do. that goes to the whole uh, uh, Peterson thing, like you're trying to compare the Giants with the Eagles from 2017. Because, again, he seemed to be a bit of a breath of fresh air uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe that's what Dable is here uh, uh, with the Giants, is just a little bit of that. He put the confidence in the team. Like, we went for the two points in Tennessee and stuff like that. He put the, he put the confidence in the team, said, I trust my defense. I trust my running game. I trust. I trust the players. If I put them in a position for them to do their job, and so far they have. So we'll see. Now we got a big one coming up on Monday night against the Cowboys. But see, uh, even then, I, I, I don't want to jinx you because I, you know, I, I text you. You know, let's go, Daniel Jones, and you said to me, "Why are you rooting for him?" I, I'm rooting for Daniel Jones. I'm not rooting for the Giants. I mean, you are 99% correct. As Daniel Jones goes, the Giants goes, and that kind of did show with this game, too. If he was the Daniel Jones of the past couple of years, like you said, you guys would have lost. Right. But um, I have to laugh a little bit at you, you know, uh, basically coming across like I'm just taking this these wins step by step, not reading into it. And that's how I was in 2017 until about the – uh, fifth, sixth week, and I was like, um, this might be something here. <laughs> and it, even even Monday night, this past Monday night with me, you know, I, I text you, I'm on the, I am here to announce officially, I am on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. 
I, I, as How can you not be? The, 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 the second rushing touchdown he had, I, I, at first I thought he started to push in at the 10. When I text you, you know, he has that grit because he took two guys. Right. He started oh, he's at a the dog. 20. Yeah, he, he just like, you know, the hurts from last year probably would have ran that out of bounds where he looked like he was running out of bounds there. But he cut back in, took one defender head on, and then dragged another one into the end zone. Well, that's why you squat 600 pounds. And I think everybody's kind of seen the video now of, of uh, Jalen Hurts. I think it was back in Alabama or yeah. something like that where he was squatting 600 pounds. He's probably still doing that. And listen, that's why you do that. So that when you get into, like, when you get that first contact on a seven yard line, you're, you're going from quarterback to power back and pushing through like your Earl Campbell. Yeah. Uh, and, and getting into the end zone. And. This is the thing, uh, you know. Watching some of the coverage, watching some of the, the the replays, and and seeing some people break it down, uh, the 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 Vikings had some questionable coverage calls. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it seemed to me maybe there was some defensive confusion or whatever. But that, whatever the case is, Jalen Hurts still had to hit the passes uh, to his guys, which he did, um, and and. That the, the Eagles were never out of control of that game. Yeah. That was their game. Uh, unfortunately for for the Vikings, primetime Kirk Cousins showed up again, uh, <laughs> and and that's going to be the knock on him until he changes. I think he's got one primetime win. Yeah, uh, uh, one in or, his one career, one or two. I can't remember exactly, but it's not great when 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 the lights are bright. You know, it's when that's when you're supposed to be. At your best, yeah. and and Cousins has never quite been that. He's a good quarterback. He's got good stats. He can win you games, and he can get you into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I like Kirk Cousins as a quarterback, but there's just something when those when those big old halogen lights come on on the top of the stadium, man. He does not play well, and I don't know why. But uh, again, it showed up. It showed up this week. He had some errant throws. Uh, uh, picks in, in, in spots where you couldn't have them uh, and, and only getting seven points is not going to do it. And and you can't say he doesn't have an offense around, around him. I mean, even if you take Justin Jefferson away, you still have Dalvin Cook, who's top five, top ten running back. Um, Adam Thielen, which I was surprised how quiet, I, like, quiet the past two years he's been. You know, before... Well, before Jefferson got there, he was the man alongside uh, Diggs. And when they traded Diggs, he was supposed to be the man. And now he's just like an afterthought. But here's the thing. like, So here's so then this, the question becomes, is that Kirk Cousins or is that the, the coaching staff, the offensive coordinator? Like, what is it? Like, again, they got rid of Zimmer. I, I think it's... For, for a lot of this reason. I think it's Kirk Cousins. I mean, like uh, I said, you got the offense around him. Yeah, but if you don't have the place to call it to the people in the offense there, like, you know, yes, you have Dalvin Cook. Why isn't he getting the ball more? Yeah, you have Thielen there. Why isn't Thielen getting more looks? Why is it seem to be just Justin Jefferson or nobody? And, you know, uh, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs, when he was in Minnesota, had a very uh, uh, antagonistic relationship with Cousins and with the organization itself, it seemed like. And I remember when they made that trade, everybody was like, well, the Bills are just acquiring a headache now. Maybe this actually is going to benefit Minnesota getting him out of there and doing that. But 
as we've seen with Buffalo, Diggs doesn't <laughs> seem to have a problem with Josh Allen or the Bills yeah. organization. Uh, you know, moving on to the to the uh, first Monday night game that happened this past week. Holy shit, man! Dude, the Bills I, I, are a wagon. I was following like just comments on Twitter and like I was reading, you know, come on, Bills, they have a family. Stop doing blah blah blah. I'm thinking, okay, you know, Bills are up like you know twenty to seven or whatever. What was the final score? Like forty two to. Uh, for, I think it was forty one to seven. Like. Jesus, like when I saw them say they're putting uh, Malik Williams, is it Williams or Willis? Uh, Malik Willis. Willis. Yeah. Um, when they were putting him in halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, wait a second, how, how bad is this? And that's when I looked up the score. I was like, holy shit. Okay, but here's the thing. Malik Willis doesn't play defense. No, I know. But... So, like, everybody wants to sit there and blame Tannehill. Listen, Tannehill for the last, what, two or three years in Tennessee has been uh, a lights-out quarterback. He's been very good. For them, and again, Tennessee was the number one AFC seed last year uh, until they ran into you know the, the luck buzzsaw that was the Bengals, and apparently that's what it was <laughs> last year. All luck for the Bengals. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, like yeah, no, people, you can cry there and sit there and say, oh, we need Malik Willis in there. We need put in Malik, put in Malik, put in Malik. That's fine. Uh, Malik Willis doesn't play defense. Yeah. And you know, again, you put in Malik Willis, and what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened in that game. Nothing changed. There was no more points scored for Tennessee. Like nothing happened. There's the, the, like it's not a case of well, if we put in a new quarterback, that's going to change everything. No, in some cases that'll work. And again, we'll talk about San Francisco later. I was just thinking about that. But you know, in in a lot of cases, it's just listen. Your team sucks, and putting in a new quarterback into a team that sucks isn't going to change anything and we'll talk about the Colts later so like, I mean you know like you know what I'm saying like you could take you could put somebody new in you could take somebody else out you could do all that but you know a, a quarterback is not a wizard like you know he's not he's not going to change everything immediately you have to have some kind of scheme or tools around you and it seems like when it comes to the Titans if you stop Derrick Henry you stop them yeah. because then they don't have to get you like because if especially with the bills once you get a couple touchdowns behind you have to abandon the run anyway and then it's just it's open season yeah and, and you know i don't agree with putting willis in there um just because you know coming out of college they already said he he was gonna need time to you know sit and and learn and you put him into a game like that, where I'm sure Tannehill is getting pressured a lot, um, could destroy a, a young quarterback's confidence, and now you're screwed for the yeah, future. I think Taylor Luan was hurt on the line, uh, so they were they they were missing some. Uh, uh, they had some key pieces on the line that were gone. So yeah, okay. Buffalo was coming after him. They hit him and everything like that. But I, I agree with you on that point. I was like, listen. If, if you're going to make that switch, if you're going to go from Tannehill to Malik, give give the kid a, a, a full week with the ones. Give him a full week of preparation yeah. and start a next game. Like, like putting him in there does nothing except expose him to getting murdered by probably the best team in the NFL right now this season. And again, it's a long season. We got a long way to go. But... Who the fuck is stopping the Bills, man? Like who? Like I got one team, but I'm not saying it for another week or two. 
What? What do you think is the Chiefs still? No, I think honestly, I think the Chiefs are still a little bit overrated. I'm not. I'm not ready to put my um, my money on them just yet. I need to see a little bit more. I don't. Um, I don't see. I don't see them. Well, that was. I got a doorbell going. Look at that. <laughs> Ding dong, everybody here. You know what that was? That's the Buffalo Bills coming here to murder me now because they're just murdering we're... everybody in the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna screw it. I'm gonna probably jinx them, but. I want to see a Philly Buffalo Super Bowl. And I think Philly would put up a good fight with them. Whether some be... people some people have predicted that uh, even before the season, Philadelphia was a lot of people's dark horses. I wasn't. Which from you, that would be scared. Yeah, I, I wasn't one of them. Did I think they could make the playoffs? Definitely. Did I think they could make it deep into the playoffs? I was questioning it because we've seen plenty of times you, you bring in a lot of free agents or you trade for a, a lot of these pieces. And it takes time for those pieces to gel, especially now that a lot of the offseason practices aren't there at, like in the past. And they, the, 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 the key pieces are just clicking right off the bat, right from week I'll one. I'll tell you what, watching both those games, there was one team that really enjoyed having A.J. Brown, and there's one team that really, really misses having A.J. Brown. <laughs> yeah. And guess who's which? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh that's I think I don't like saying it, but you know, because I was not a believer in Philadelphia before the season. I was not a believer of the hype where everybody was like, oh, "I think the Eagles can do this." Oh, the Eagles could win the division. Oh, the Eagles are a dark horse to go to the Super Bowl from the NFC. I think they're a true NFC contender. And I was like, "Blow me!" <laughs> like, no, screw the Eagles. Never the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. Blah blah blah. I'm ne- like, I'm never going to be on that bandwagon. Yeah. But uh, you know, you watch these first two games, and it's like, you know, well, maybe. You know, like it's they, they don't. Here's the thing. They haven't shown anything in these first two weeks to show that they can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they have it all there. And if Jalen Hurts continues to play the way he does and if, uh, you know, the receivers keep on doing this stuff and the defense plays well. Again, you held the Vikings to seven points and, and the Vikings, you know, beat the Packers. Which yeah. is no no small feat, although everybody's going to say, well, it's week one and the Packers always suck in week one. And, yeah. you know, that is what it is. Uh, you know, it's still a good showing. It's still a good performance. Again, it's only week two for both your Eagles and my Giants, which is why I'm not freaking out. I'm not saying, oh, Giants are going to be in the Super Bowl or, you know, or anything like that. But, you know. I've seen positive steps. And again, if you're an Eagles fan out there like you are or anybody else that's listening is an Eagles fan, uh, like you have to be pretty excited for what you see too. It's like, you know, th- this is this this could be a special season. This could be a season where we go on a run again. I, I just hope, you know, the Eagles keep playing how they're playing. Giants keep playing how they're playing. And when we play with play, yeah, play with each other. Oh boy, play, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. phrasing, phrasing, <laughs> play each other. We could get back to our rivalries when Strahan was still with the Giants, Runyon was still with the Giants. It was some good battles. It was back in the yeah the, the late nineties and 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 two thousands. Yeah. There were peak Giants Eagles rivalry. Uh, I miss those years where yeah. it was it was a war. Every year, and that's what I mean. For for the last ten years, it's been, a, it's been a, a murder scene with yeah. Philadelphia. I think the Giants have won twice in the last eight years, or something like that. Like it's it's terrible. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, 
if I could work the kinks out, because I was actually thinking about this at work today. If I could work the kinks out, we should do a a live show when the Eagles and Giants play for live reactions. I definitely want to do that. I, I definitely want to do that. And however we broadcast it uh, on YouTube or uh, uh, Facebook or whatever we want to do with that, you know, and uh, we can zoom it, both have ourselves there or, or, yeah. or whatever we want to do. You know, I've been getting a lot of ads for, you know, different streaming things like, hey, do you want to stream your podcast? Uh, do a video stream? Here's how you do it. It's like, all right, first of all, Google, stop spying on me. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, uh, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'd st- and, and I definitely would want to do that. And we have enough time because for some reason they put both the Giants and Eagles games really late this season. It, well, they did that either last season or season before. They, they played the Giants and they played the Cowboys and then they went back to playing the Giants. Yeah, last season was we were late in the season too. And I'll be honest, this is uh, this is see this is the thing is the Giants are playing the Cowboys for Thanksgiving this year, okay, in Dallas. So that's what I mean. This is the earliest that I think I've ever remembered the Cowboys coming up to Jersey to come play the Giants, because uh, usually what ends up happening is the Cowboys end up coming to uh, the Meadowlands. Usually around like November or sometimes even December, yeah. which I always liked because it's like yeah, Cowboys got to play in cold weather. Go screw yeah. yourselves. <laughs> uh, I like that, but yeah, no, they're coming up early this year. Um, I, I'm excited for that game. Although I got to tell you, man, I, I, I was not expecting Cooper Rush to be as as good as he is in in handling that offense and. Uh, so I, I I don't know if it's a case of are the Cowboys actually okay, and will they be able to win games like this, or is it just are the Bengals are the Bengals fucking cooked? Well, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like, I'm not buying into Cooper Rush just yet. It's only one week. You know how many like we've seen uh, the year that Dak broke his ankle, and that rookie came in and he won a game and then he went, went up against Philly and they did all the trick plays to try to beat us and we destroyed them. Um, well, they had that's the, they also had uh, Andy Dalton there and Andy, that's when he yeah. got crushed by the fucking I forget who they were playing. He got crushed by defensive. They got like five people on him. They oh, treated yeah. him like like shit and then no nobody from the Cowboys went to help him up. Yeah. And it's like boy, that team just doesn't care. That team just gave up. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be the same case here where, you know, uh, uh, with the Merting. And like you said, it's been one week. We don't know if it's the case of the Cowboys maybe figured something out or if the Bengals are just that bad. Um, because, again, the Bengals came back and had a chance at the end. It, it didn't happen for them. But, uh, like, I thought the Bengals were supposed to uh, – they, they addressed the offensive line issues in the offseason. Like, that was the big thing. It's like, See, man, the Bengals – They've made it to the Super Bowl with their offensive line being the way it is. Now that they've kind of revamped it and worked on it, Bengals are going to be really dangerous this year. And Joey Burrow's been hit and sacked more times than any quarterback in the first two weeks, and it's not even close to yeah. the numbers. So I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati, but uh, I mean, they, they, starting they, off 0-2, man, I think they're cooked already. Yeah, especially that they're not showing really um, any signs of being back to that that you know last year's uh performance however you want to say it um but they better figure out the offensive line soon because we've seen what happened with Carr in houston a few years back uh not Derek Carr, uh david david Carr, 
Yeah, back in the early 2000s yeah. when he was I dressed mean, with them. He got, yeah, they destroyed his career because he yeah. got murdered every game. And when he was able to play like and stand up, he wasn't a bad quarterback. It wasn't like that he was a, a shitty quarterback. It's just that he had no offensive line, no time. And if they don't figure out with Burrow, I mean, they're what, uh, third, fourth season into his career? He'll, he'll bounce. He'll, he'll, if I was him, I'd get out of Cincinnati if this keeps going. I, they have to do something. Now, granted, <clears throat> pardon me, it seems like they're moving towards, like, again, they sold naming rights for the stadium, which they never thought they would do. They're building an, uh, an indoor practice facility. They're, they're investing in the future. They're making sure that they're going to have the funds and money available to have Joey Burrow there when the contract time comes up and everything like that. But like you said, listen, that's fine. But at the end of the day, like if you're going to be having this kid get murdered every game, like invest in an offensive line now while you can. Yeah. And and apparently they 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 supposedly did so in the off season, but whoever they got in the off season fucking sucks. See, I, because I, I, they've I, got and they have gotten just beaten I, every I, I single time. Remember. The Steelers beat them. Now you know you went up against T.J. Watt and and Micah Parsons in your first two games. Granted, that's you know two fantastic, great uh, uh, defensive players. Obviously, you had one who was defensive player of the year, uh, but you can't like that's your job. Yeah. Stop them at least some of the time. <laughs> like, sure, maybe they'll get in and they'll get a sack or two. But he had six sacks against the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think he had what six or seven against the with the with the with the Steelers. Yeah, I think this guy's said, already been sacked thirteen times in two weeks. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I think they say a total of fifteen times in two weeks, and that's maybe that goes to coaching too. Because if you see your offensive line having a hard time blocking people, keep a tight end in, or or have running backs chip, and then if they can't do that, then then it's the players. But how much of this is also Burrow's fault for holding on to the ball too long? Listen, at some point, and this is something that he he even says like he's going to try to last second to make a play and that he doesn't mind getting hit and uh you know he feels like uh uh you know he's not into the game until he gets hit and that he's a football player and he wants you know he doesn't mind the violence and anything like that and everybody's telling him listen that's fine but also you know take care of yourself because you you know again like you said uh uh David Carr with the with the Texans back in the day that guy you know got he had to leave because yeah. he got murdered every game. Like he just finally had to say, like, I can't do this anymore. Um, so like by how much of that is this? like at some point, like if you know if your offensive line isn't gonna be there, like if they're just not doing that well, I think as the coaching staff, you have to do either more, you know, uh short passes, screen passes, something like that, maybe do some runs, something. Yeah. Uh, where you're not asking your quarterback to take a, a five step drop or hold on to the ball for three to five seconds. And if you're Joey Burrow, take a three-step drop. Look, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, get rid of the ball. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Because you know it's if you don't do that, you're going to get murdered. So at some point, you're going to have to adjust yourself and adjust your scheme in order to survive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so kind of circle back to Tennessee and to bring this you know, question up. Are, do you think there's any coaches on the hot seat already? Do you think Vrabel should be on the hot seat? I think Vrabel's on a hot seat. No. He brought his team was the number one team in the AFC last year. Uh they'll, See, they'll figure some things out. 
Again, he didn't get rid of AJ Brown for some reason. The GM did. Maybe the GM's on the hot seat. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because I I don't understand. Like you know, when when that trade happened, a lot of people kind of were left like, "Man, that's a great trade for the Eagles," but <laughs> what the fuck? Like why? Yeah. So there was that. Um, so I, I wouldn't put Vrabel on the hot seat. Uh, Denver's new head coach. His first two games, I'd put that motherfucker on a hot seat right Dude, now anyway. You, he has no clue what he's doing. You you know you're a bad coach when your fans are helping you count down the game clock so you can get the ball off. Tell me that wasn't the greatest thing you've I, ever I seen didn't, in your I, life. Didn't, I didn't see it or hear it, but I read a, um, I said, a headline I was of it. Watching, oh, yeah. my God. That was I was watching hilarious. it on, on, uh, on Red Zone, and they went back to the game because that was it. They were, again, having problems. They had to delay a game where they were going to go for a field goal, but they had to delay a game that didn't have to be out there, so they had to go back, so they had to punt. Like, it was a mess. It was a whole thing. So from that point forward, the rest of the game, after seeing what had happened on the previous Monday night and then seeing what was happening in this game, from that point forward, every time they had the ball and Russell Wilson's back, the crowd started counting down with the play <laughs> clock to let them know. Like, it was peak trolling, but also it's like, it seems like they had to do that. Otherwise, <laughs> nobody else was going to do it for him. Like, yeah. The coach wasn't paying attention to the clock. Nobody else, it seemed to be, like, usually when, you, when you're when you're a brand-new coach, you'll have, like, veteran coaches there as either offense, defensive coordinator, somebody like that. And usually they'll kind of give you a nod or let you know, like, you know, that you should be paying attention to this, 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 or this. Yeah. But uh, 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 I forget his fucking – loser McLoserton. Uh <laughs> He he doesn't have anybody on his staff that's like a veteran coach. They're all like kind of new coaches. Yeah, like they're all young, new, fresh faced coaches. So nobody, I, I think it's a case where nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. And so you get into these situations or these or these uh, pressure uh, uh, times where you have to make a decision or you have to, you know, like okay, is this what we're doing or is this what we're doing or what's the time and what's the situation and what's the down and what's all this. And he doesn't know what to do. And nobody else is there giving him a little nudge. He's like, hey, maybe you should do this. Or, hey, look at the play clock. Maybe call timeout or do anything like that. And in the first two weeks, we've seen that. And, like, we had thought that Denver getting rid of Nick Fangio and, uh, you know, getting Russell Wilson, it looks like, like you know, they were – they were just there on the cusp these last couple of years. They just needed to get a quarterback, and they got Russell Wilson. So now here the Broncos are. They're definitely going to be a team that you got to watch out for. Now, granted, they did win the game on Sunday, but that was ugly. They, they they won in spite of themselves, not because of anything else they did. And it's uh, like if I'm in Denver, man, I'm worried. Like th this whole thing can implode. That I, I've never seen a coach. Look that like even Adam Gase had some semblance of an idea of what the yeah. fuck he was doing. He wasn't good at it, but he had a sense of what he was doing. Yeah, this guy seems like it seems like if if you or I all of a sudden got made to be a head coach, got yeah. hired to be a head coach. Yeah, and now all the shit that we talked on here about how we would know how to do things and everything like that. If we're standing on the sidelines, we'd fucking freeze. Oh yeah, we'd have no idea what the fuck we were doing. Yeah, and that's what it seems like. It seems like it's too big for this guy. And I, I man, if I'm in Denver, I'm worried. I'm that's a that's a concern for me. Whereas like being a Giants fan, like seeing Dable and being like, 
hey, we got a guy who believes in the team, seems to understand what he's doing. They seem to make good adjustments at halftime and change game plans and fix things uh, that seem to maybe not be going right. Uh, you know, so you feel confident in your coaching, your coaching staff. Denver, if I'm a if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm not instilled with any confidence after these first two weeks. I'm like, oh man, we're gonna we're 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 wasting Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Frank Wright? What, do you think he should be on the hot seat? <laughs> I mean, one that it's... motherfucker should be fired. Already. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I mean, you... listen, if you you can't win in Jacksonville. You can't. It's been shown. It doesn't matter who the coach is, apparently, or who the quarterback is, or what the team is. They haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014, I think. Holy Jesus. Um, and not only did you not win, like, listen, Jacksonville beat you at the end of last year to keep you out of the playoffs. When all you had to do was win and you're in. That's all. Yeah. Like, that's what caused all the craziness last year about, you know, oh, can the Steelers make the playoffs? And then the Raiders and Chargers game meant something. If the Colts had won that game, all of that becomes moot. Like it's like it didn't matter if the Colts would begin, but the Colts lost that game that they should have won against a team that was the number one draft pick team. You know they got the number one spot. Yeah. They were the worst team in the NFL, and you lost to them when it was basically a playoff game for you. So that's bad enough. So what do you do in the off season? You get rid of a Carl Wentz there. You get him. You send him out to Washington. Which fine. Which he by, was terrible. Know, by the way, was his guy. He wanted him on that team. Right. Yeah. That's supposedly the guy. But you know, the people there ran out of patience. Oh no, because Wentz, while when he's good, he's very good. Yeah. But he will also sometimes dumb do some of the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah. And it's you, you know it's that fire and ice shit you got to play with. Um. So they get rid of him. They're bringing Matt Ryan, and it's like almost kind of has the same feeling as the Broncos did. Like they have a good defense, they have some weapons on offense. They have Pittman, who didn't play; he was injured during the game. So again, they didn't have a lot of uh, uh, weapons or anything for the game. But that's still no excuse to get shut out by the Jaguars. And here we are, you know, you, you change your quarterback, you think that's going to change stuff. You, you build a team, you get all that, and you go. Second week, first of all, you tie your first week to the Houston Texans, yeah, which a tie, whatever, and then you go and play Jacksonville, one of the bottom feeders of the NFL right now, and you not only lose but you get shut out. That's that's a game that cost people's jobs. And I'm well, surprised and, and, Frank still has one, and not just shut out, like destroyed. What was it? It was it was what twenty four nothing, twenty four nothing. Yeah, yeah. To Jacksonville. Yeah. To Jacksonville. <laughs> the Jaguars. Duval. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, that's that's a game that you should be fired over. Like, there are, game, there, there are just some games. I think they call them tarmac games. Yeah. Ever since that one time where Lane Kiffin got left on a tarmac uh, because he lost so bad. I think that was with, what, Alabama or somebody? Yeah. Uh, they just left his ass on a tarmac and said, okay, you're... you're you can find your own way home. Like that <laughs> that game, that Colts game against the Jaguars, that's a tarmac game. That's one where it's like, Frank, we thank you for your services, but, you know, take an Uber because <laughs> you're not flying back with the team. Like, Speaking of tar uh, tarmacs, uh, did you see about Herm Edwards, Arizona State? I saw when he walked off the field, they had the, uh, the, the, AD. the AD and the school president were there waiting for him and right at the kind of gave him the talk. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't let him get even onto the, the team bus or anything, get to the airport. They said, no, you're done. <laughs> well, listen, a lot of people were not 
thrilled apparently in the ASU community that he was still the head coach going into this season. So he was kind of on a short leash as uh, short leash as it was. Uh, and then when you lose to Eastern Michigan, yeah. you're uh, you know you're gonna face that. So I, I, you know, Herm knows what it was. Yeah, everybody kind of saw the writing on the wall. Um, at least they did. Like, here's the thing: they went on the field. You know, they looked him in the eye, shook his hand. Like you, you know, you, you they, they didn't. They didn't do it sneakily. They didn't like that. They kind of want to feel like, hey, listen, Herm, we're going to have to have a discussion. And Herm knew what it was. Yeah, I mean, if, if you see, As soon video, as he lost that game, Herm knew what it was. Yeah. If you've seen the video, you could see his face. He, you know, when he met with them in the end zone, he knew yeah. what was coming. When he saw, like, once that game, like, he didn't even have to see that. Once that game was over, once it got to that point, he, you know, you he knew. You know, Herm's not stupid. You know, uh, I like Herm Edwards. I really do. Uh, it just didn't work out in Arizona State, and that's you know that, that is what it is. But um, what do you, uh, you know? What 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 else? What else are you gonna do? You know, yeah. it's 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 a shame. It made for a meme worthy video, and maybe that's the bad part of it. You know, yeah. that's that's the part of it that maybe is is unfortunate among anything else. Is and that's what came out. It sucks because I, I like Herm Edwards. When even when, <laughs> when he was with the Jets, he had some some good press conferences of. Uh, like some oh, he's of got quotes fantastic quotes. Yeah. yeah, like he he's up there with uh, Dennis Green. Uh, uh, yeah, you know but I mean? again, neither one of them won anything, and that's yeah. the problem. Uh, when when it all comes down to it, you can have great quotes, and you can be a likable guy, and uh, very personable. But you know, like like he said with the Jets, you know, you you play to win the games. Yeah, and when you don't win the games, you get. Told you're no longer required, <laughs> and um, that's what happened to him. Uh, actually, the same thing happened in Nebraska two weeks ago with Scott Frost, and then they got yeah. Oklahoma drilled by Oklahoma. <laughs> um, actually, I want to bring this up real quick because I know you're a huge fan of of this uh, former player. You see, uh, Pat McAfee is eligible for a Hall of Fame. I don't know about Pat McAfee, but I know Pat McAfee. Yeah. Yes, you know, same, I did. Same person. <laughs> I was uh, I was actually watching uh, uh, the Pat McAfee show when that actually came up, and uh, he looked genuinely surprised when it happened, and uh, and that was uh, I think what this is one of the first years where they're where they're having the des- uh, like a designated sec- a section for special teams to people to be nominated, oh, whether or okay. not they get to the final part or n- or not. Uh, you know that still goes to the voting and everything like that, but you're act, you know they're actually able to be nominated, okay. like for being special teams now. Uh, so that's why you got Shane Leckler was on there. Uh, uh, there were there were uh, obviously a few others who I'm not remembering right now. Uh, yeah, but Pat McAfee's name was put up there too. Does he make it in? Probably not. Unfortunately. Uh, I would say because what a fucking Hall of Fame speech that would be, dude. That's why. That's why I'm thinking he would be. I mean, yeah, they're gonna look at the stats and all that horse shit that they always do, but everybody loves him. Like all, all fans across the world probably love him. Well, this this goes to my argument about what a Hall of Fame is because a lot of people always scream about, well, you know, this person was good, but he didn't have the stats or. Oh, Joe Namath is the worst person to be in a Hall of Fame. His stats are terrible, and, uh, and and there's always this argument of who's this and who's that. Look at the stats and look at that. But to me, it's not the Hall of Stats. It's the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. And to me, it's like who who was 
who was the name? Who was famous? Who can can you tell the story of the game and not mention this person? And like, so when you think of like that, can you mention the the, the sport of football without mentioning Joe Namath? No, you fucking can't. Yeah, Joe Namath is a huge part part of football. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Do his stats match up with Dan Marino or somebody like that? Maybe not, but it doesn't matter. He was famous, and he was he brought fame to the game. I mean, he was Broadway Joe, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it, to me, things like that matter. So with and that so with, thinking, like, with that thinking, that? with that thinking, should Nick Foles be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, he's going to be forever known for that 2017 season. You know, he only played good with Philly, never with anybody else. Again, that's close because that was his thing. That was his only thing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I I don't, I don't think so. Like that moment will be in a Hall of Fame forever. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think Nick gets in there for that because outside of that, there was nothing else that was truly, you know. Yeah. Like he he didn't he I don't think he loomed that large in in the football world. The the argument I'll make for McAfee though was he like he was the punter that everybody knew the name of. Yeah. Like in the time that he played, people knew the name of Pat McAfee and because I, of he used to he used to hit stick people on returns. Yeah. He had the uh, onside kick that he recovered himself. You know, uh, he did the, you know, when he did that one play, uh, the, he did a fake and he passed it. They got a big gain and he did the, the Vince McMahon strut down the field. Yeah. And, you know, like, but but people knew Pat McAfee. And to be a punter who is known and famous, the for the brand, punters are people too, which is something that Rich Eisen tried to kind of rip off of him too. Uh, you know, like th- there was always this, like, he was known and he was known being a punter which is even stranger like you that rarely ha- like out you you don't know like the average football fan can't name you know uh most of the punters in the league yeah you know but everybody knew who pat mcafee was and then obviously when he retired he got you know he got bigger bigger into the media and everything like that yeah but i i, I would argue that if there is a case for him to be in that would be it is that it's you know maybe not his yards per kick and maybe not for the amount of time that he played but for the amount of time that he played he was the punter that everybody knew yeah and that people still know so that's the same argument that i would make for for most anybody when they argue about somebody whether they should be in the hall of fame or not i was like are they were, were they famous enough were they were they a household name for people where they knew them? Because there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame, nobody knows who the fuck they are. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, nobody's ever heard of their fucking name, but they have these stats and they have this and they played for this length. And it's like, okay, that's great. But I don't fucking know them. Yeah. So how is it a fame? How is it a Hall of Fame when they're not famous? I don't fucking know who these people are. And that, that's, like, what, that's I would why go I hate, with the people who you know. That's why I hate like, one of the arguments that everybody always uses. Well, how many Super Bowl rings does he have? Who gives a fuck? Exactly. He did not play all 11 positions on offense or play all 11 positions on defense. He played one position, and the other ones helped him. So that was a team win. That's, Granted, that's a t- team winning ring. Super Bowls 
winning Super Bowls will make you famous. Yeah. So there's that argument. I get that. But here's the other thing. If you can be famous and be that famous without having won a Super Bowl, I think that's even more impressive. Yeah. Like Dan, you know, Dan Marino. Dan Marino is always the one everybody goes to. He played in one Super Bowl, never got back. I think it was his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl 19 against the Niners. Uh, but still, everybody considers to this day one of the best. But see, here's the thing with Dan Marino is that he has the stats, too. Not only does he have the stats, you know, but he has the fame to go along with it. You know, shit. Yeah. I remember when I was growing up, I wanted a pair of Isotoner gloves just because Dan Marino had the commercial for it. I don't even know what made Isotoner gloves so special, but I wanted them. <laughs> I was eight years old, wanted myself a pair of Isotoner gloves because Dan Marino said I should have it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a that's a thing, you know, to be that famous, even without having had uh, uh, a, 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 a Super Bowl. You know, so like you and 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 people like that are in there. You know, like you have Jim Kelly went to four Super Bowls, doesn't have a ring, but can you tell the story of, of football without Jim Kelly? Yeah, was no. there anybody bigger in Western New York and 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 in the AFC in that time in in the, in the early nineties? You, the, the Buffalo Bills owned the AFC. Yeah, so you know, no, I'm not like this whole knock, like you said. Like, I think I think stats are relied on far too much. Uh, I think. Uh, like the idea of Super Bowl rings, how many rings you got, that's relied on too much. Like people look at Eli and they say, you know, oh, well, fucking Eli, he, he clearly doesn't have the stats and he wasn't ever that good. And, uh, you know, he got, look at, uh, he got two rings. And he, I Listen, if Eli only had one ring and it was that ring for the, for the 18 and one Patriots where the Giants beat them in 2007, yeah. that, Along with also being in New York, I think that might have done it for him as well. Like Eli, Eli was, and I know you're gonna yell at me because like, well, Nick Foles has one too. Yeah, but Nick Foles didn't do nearly what Eli well, had done. Yeah, no, I could agree to that. And the amount of moments that happened in the game, especially like when Eli got out of the 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 scrum there in the thing, and then they threw in it was the helmet catch, and yeah, it was like all the things that could have possibly happened. And, and, you know, he's also had some great performances, too. Like, I remember the 2011 NFC Championship game where the 49ers butchered him. They beat the shit out of him. but And he always just got up, rubbed the mud off him, and went to the next play. That was, to me, to this day, that's the most impressive performance I ever saw from Eli Manning was that 2011 NFC Championship game against the 49ers. Um so, like again, I, then you get to an argument. Well, what's this? What's that? I, I get all that, and maybe maybe that's what it is. Stats are easier to do. You just like look at stats. Well, these numbers say yeah. So therefore, numbers don't lie, and you have that fine, whatever. But I, I, I always subscribe to the fact that it is the whole of fame. It is not the whole of stats. So I will go with I will go with the famous person more than the person that has maybe. Uh, a, a better statistical record, but nobody knows who the fuck they are. So, if you would go with the the, the more famous person, would you go with Chad Powers? Did you see that skit or no? No. Who's oh, Chad? dude, seriously? Oh, was that the was that the, was that the skit that Eli did yeah. going to uh, Penn State? Yeah, he went to Penn State. He was going to be the walk on or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then he took off his mask, and nobody still know who the fuck well, he was. I mean, in his defense, I mean, it took him like a half hour to get it off, and even I was like. Okay, I can see why they don't see him because he took the wig off. He still had that waxy looking face. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, well, I saw like a like a, a thirty second clip of it, 
and I'm like, what the what the fuck is this? And then I found the actual full um, full video of it, and I watched it, and I just like I obviously we don't like Penn State, you know, you know, screw them. Um, yeah, but. I'll give Franklin credit when he walked up to the the, team, the the guys and was like, you know, there was one person disqualified. Um, quite frankly, his stats sucked. <laughs> it's like, well, he did run a five four nine. But yeah, no, I, I actually was was laughing at that. Oh, he, when he was doing the forty, dude, like you, you'll have to go see, look at the video. But he was running the forty, and the, the camera was looking down at him, and he's running with this like. Looks like he's taking a like a really tough shit, and he's just repeating himself. Um, think fast, run fast. Think fast, run fast. In that stupid Eli voice. Oh my god, I was fucking crying. I I I, I heard about it uh, on the on the morning radio here with uh, Boomer and Carson on WFAN in the morning. Um, or Geo, yeah, no, Carton, Carton, name of Carton because he went to jail. Um. Yeah, no, I heard about it. Uh, I I haven't watched it yet. I'll have to take a look at it. Uh, so, but you know, for me, sometimes it's hard to watch. Like I I have a hard time with cringe, and a lot right. of the stuff that the Peyton boys do, like they they the the the, the, uh, the Manning boys do, there is 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 cringe. Yeah, for a lot of it, you just kind of sit there and like, oh, like I know, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is. But I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, it, it, I love seeing their both their personalities. That Monday Night Manning is some of. The, I'd rather watch that, especially you got Joe Buck and Troy Aikman calling games now. Yeah, uh, and and especially like this Monday night with the Cowboys playing, I can't I can't listen to Aikman call Cowboy games. No, no, I can't do it. So uh, I, I, for nights like this, I'm thankful that the Manning cast is there, so I can watch the game and at least be somewhat. Uh, entertained and watch the game and be okay with it. Uh, but I, I was hoping that they did the Eagles game, but I had to watch or I had to watch the the Aikman uh, Joe Buck version of it. I was gonna say I, I don't know if I sent you that text or not. I was gonna be like I'm so sorry. Well, you know you have to suffer through Aikman it, in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning of the game, I was like this is gonna suck, and then when we got by 24 or you know by 17 points, I was like. I know this is hurting him inside. It's making me so happy. <laughs> um, so before we go, uh, we're going to do our our blue picks. But before, you know, King, you start crying about last week, you know, tears. Uh, we have a little bit of announcement. Ooh, um, announcement time. Special announcement, everybody. Me and King, over the past, I don't know, what, two, three weeks, we've been opening up a Discord community so we are actually going to have like a state tuned sports community on Discord. You guys could join. Um, we have different channels for different sports, things like that. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes here. All you got to do is just click, click the invite, read the rules, follow the rules, and you won't get booted. As yeah. King and we'll is the one and wrote that wrote the word wording up for the the, the rules. I had to laugh at them. <laughs> and we'll uh, that's it. We'll post the link on Twitter as well, on, and on uh, other social media platforms, uh, so that everybody can see them, get to them, and everything like that. But that's a simple thing. Just read the rules. They're simple rules. They're very simple. Uh, you know, just so that it's it's we're we're making a good environment for everybody to just come, have some fun, shit talk their favorite teams, and uh, just don't make it weird. That's all. Just and, don't and make it weird, and don't make it bad. You have a, you give anybody a bad time. 
you booted. You do anything that we say you're not supposed to do, you get booted. And, you know, but that's not what we're there for. We're there just to have a good time, talk about how the Eagles suck, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the normal stuff, the usual stuff. Or you guys, we actually do have a section on there, like a mailbag section that you guys could put your blue picks in, and I guarantee you, you'll do better than King. Oh, and <laughs> fucking six already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I like before I looked up your picks, I was like, he had to at least get one right. And I got nope. down to the last one. I'm like, God damn it, King. <laughs> no, not a sink, not a one. One of them, one of them I feel like I should have a mulligan on, but I'll let it go. But man, some of these other ones, like I, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like I I just I think I just pick shit now, just for some reason. Uh just can we do a quick overview of what our blue picks were last week? Yeah, so um, before you, before we give a overview um, of it, uh, make sure you guys head over to Dubby. That's the sponsor for our blue picks here, Dubby.gg. Um, they're an energy drink. Drink. Uh, Dubby gives you uh, focus and energy without the crash or jitters. It has no sugar fillers or artificial flavors. And just to kind of give you guys a little secret here, I actually just drank some right before the show, so... You guys could see I'm not like you know hyped up and you know speedy and all that stuff. So it's 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 a good drink, no side effects at all. Well, no, that's the thing. And and anybody who's ever had energy drinks before, like you know whether you've had you know uh, the bowl that's a particular color or you know the the well, I don't even know what another name for monster would be, but there you go, whatever. <laughs> or if you're a rock star. And you're drinking some of that stuff. Yeah, no, like it's all great and stuff. But yeah, when you drink it, sometimes you get that weird feeling. You get that almost kind of weird, buzzy kind of feeling. Uh, then you get the crash, you get the jitters, you get all that kind of stuff. You know, that's you, you love the the quick boost you get from it. But it's everything else, all the other bullshit that comes with it that makes it like, man, maybe I shouldn't deal with energy drinks anymore. That's what Dubby changes for you. You have Dubby. It doesn't have any of that. And the great thing for me being a diabetic is no sugars, no carbs, no anything like that. So when you take it, you don't get that sugar crash afterwards. You don't get the jitters. You don't get any of that. You just get that energy boost that you're looking for. You get the focus that you're looking for. And all you have to do is go to w.gg. And when you're checking out, if you put in ST Sports 18, and that's all in capital letters, you get 10% off of your purchase. And to give you guys a little tip, um, my wife, my wife actually just said to me yesterday, she was putting a half a scoop of the Dragonade in her smoothies to take to work. And she said it actually tastes even better. And, you know, it gets it helps her get through her um, through her night. <clears throat> um, she's actually a CNA, so they're constantly running. So they need that energy. So Right, they- right. And that's the thing is, is you know, because sometimes when you take it going to work, you're afraid, like, man, if I take this by the time I hit lunch or that, that one or two o'clock after lunch period, man, I'm going to be crashing and the rest of the workday is going to be hell. Like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to feel like shit and I don't want anything to do with it. Well, yeah. that's the good thing with Dubby is you don't get that. You can just take it in the morning. You get your little boost. You go on with your day. You, you, you get your little tumbler there with it, your little shaker cup. You drink it during the day. You don't have to worry about having that awful midday crash that all you get with all the other energy drinks that are out there. You just use that, bang. And listen, what if you don't go to work? What if you just want to play some games? What if you just want to stay up late? Play a little Madden, play a little NHL 
uh, what is it? What are we on? 23 uh, 20, now? Well, coming out soon. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's EA, so it looks as good as it can for EA. Yeah. Or no matter what you're doing, <laughs> if you're gaming, if you're an artist, if you're going to work, if you're doing a podcast like we are, no matter what it is, if you just need that boost, Dubby is the answer. And like we said, go to W.GG and put in the code STSports18 when you check out 10% off your purchase. Get, come on, you're going to get energy without the crash, without the jitters, and with 10% less of the cost into it. You can't beat it. So moving on to our blue picks here. So kind of a, a, re, a review of last week. Um, as of right now, I'm 6-0. King is... Um, King. You were not 6-0. and I got... Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's right. You're right. 4-2. Uh, and Because I got one wrong last week and one wrong this week. You... I, mm, what? Mm. I don't know. I don't pay. I don't pay attention enough to call you out for being a liar. But. I was going to say, you know, coming from <laughs> coming from the person who who made up a rule for our, our family picks to just give it to your nephew. I didn't make up. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault that you both picked the same tiebreaker. He had one more win overall than you. What do you want me to do? There's no ties in this dojo. This ain't this ain't Houston, Indianapolis, man. We don't do ties here. Um, so last week, um, did you look up your picks for last week? Or did yeah, you I got I got who my picks were last week. Yes, right, I'll let you do your run your rundown. All right. Well, last week for the blue picks, I had as my B, my blowout pick, I had the Bengals over the Cowboys. Wonk, wonk. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently. You know, I thought, hey, maybe the Bengals come out of this one. Joey Burrow does some good shit. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys, they got Cooper Rush in there. What can they do? Well, apparently I forgot that the Cowboys have Micah Parsons and the Bengals have, you know, toilet paper as their offensive <laughs> line. So, whoops. Uh, then my L, my lock pick. Uh, I was going with the uh, Brownie Elf at midfield Cleveland Browns over the New York Jets. And for 58 minutes and 40-some-odd seconds, that looked like a good fucking pick. <laughs> and then the Jets did the most unjet thing they've ever done in their entire history. And the Browns did the most Browns thing <laughs> they've ever done in their whole history and, uh, and took that one away from you. So I lost the lock. On that one, still a hell of a game though. Way to go, Jets! Like the the you know, my brother's a Jet fan. Yeah, you feel for them, you really do. Uh, good to see them get something. It's good to see them get something like that. Uh, so congratulations to the Jets on that one. Even though you fucked me over on my pick. <laughs> uh, and then for my upset pick, this is where I feel like I deserve a mulligan. I'm just gonna say this right now. Okay. Uh, I had as the upset pick, I had the Seahawks over the 49ers. Now, the reason, the only reason I made that pick was because I was sure that the Niners obviously were going to have Trey Lance as their quarterback, who has not been very good, okay. and that the Seahawks, showing what they showed down that Monday night against Denver, could play well enough to beat a 49ers team that maybe the offense wasn't clicking right. Well... Trey Lance had his ankle click in a completely bad way that wasn't supposed to ever happen. He's got an extra joint in his leg now, which shouldn't be there. And so then what happens is what everybody was thinking might happen sooner or later after the Niners offense wasn't performing well. Well, now because unfortunately due to injury, and again, we hope that Trey Lance gets a speedy recovery is a bad break for him in more ways than one. It's just a very bad break. And, uh, you know, the, you, you hope the kid eventually does get a chance to show that he can play, but uh, you know it's just an unfortunate situation all around for Trey Lance. But 
Then you have Jimmy G come in, and all of a sudden, the 49ers look like the 49ers again. And they take care of business against Seattle relatively easily. And it's like, well, motherfucker, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my blue picks. 0 for 6 for the season so far. Let's see how bad my picks are going to be this week. But, Jimbo, who did you pick last week? So, the only loss I had was my blowout. I, I, I took the Broncos over Seattle. Or, oh, no, that's, not. that was the week before. Oh, I didn't look at my picks. Are you looking at week? Oh, so you're... You oh, double counted. <laughs> no, I, I definitely did have two and one because I, I deleted my picks from last week to start my new list. <laughs> uh, so you have boy. no idea who you picked? No. Son of a bitch. Well, so yeah, I, now I don't even know if you're lying. So see, I'm how's, sorry. How's it feel? How's it feel? You made up a rule. Now I made up a rule. I didn't so. make up a rule. <laughs> That's a rule. It's been there. <laughs> so we'll G- just game differential, goal differential, point differential. <laughs> no, look at any league. That's what it is. That's what we do for the King James belt. <laughs> yeah. It comes down to point differential. Some sometimes. of those rules you made up a couple times. <laughs> that, that, no, we came to those rules back in 2014 and we've been sticking by them. That's well, why I've only won twice because <laughs> while the Giants only won two games, the point differential happened to be okay on that one time, so I was able to get it. All the other times, it's been fucking terrible anyway. <laughs> well, so we'll, we'll just jump into the our, our picks for this week then. I but I I did pick you know two went two and one this week. Yeah, so, I, I'm I'm sure. Well, I'm so sure. Then King, head over to Podbean and listen to our episodes over there. Um, all right, so I'll go first this week because I think you went. No, no, I went last. I went first last week to see if that helped you, but it didn't. Maybe this time it will. So you go first this time. Okay. I'm just looking through the games right now, seeing which one I want to pick. There's a couple of interesting lines here. Yeah, there um, is. Man. Uh, okay. I think I got my. I think I got my blowout pick. Uh, and I'll go with this one. I'm gonna go with, even though they just come off came off a great game against the Colts. Uh, I'm going to say that the Jaguars are probably going to get blown out by the Chargers. I mean, I think it's just a different class level of football. They're playing in L.A. Uh, the Chargers are favored by seven. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I like, listen, Jacksonville, great showing. You shut out the Colts. Uh, but I, I think going into L.A., I think you're getting hammered. So uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, blowing out the Jacksonville Jaguars at SoFi uh, as my blowout pick. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. Chargers are just a different level than the Colts. Um, for my blowout pick, I'm going KC over the Colts. KC's given six and a half. Um, I mean, let's just, just be honest. KC's KC, and we see how the Colts are playing. We've seen what the Colts <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, so, so. I mean, that's, that's kind of like an easy pick. I'm actually surprised, though, that the line is that low. Only know. five and a half. Yeah, six, that's well. Okay, that's I got insane. six and a half, but I, I was going off of ESPN. I'm not sure which one you're going off. Of. I'm on. I'm on Fanduel. Okay. And so what I'm seeing right now is yeah. The, now granted, the Colts are, are at home, so you automatically get three points. Yeah. Uh, for being at home, so the fact that the Colts are <laughs> plus five and a half instead of being negative three, it really is the uh, uh, what is it five six seven whatever about it's about an eight and a half nine point. Spread, spread if you look yeah. at it that way uh so uh yeah but I, I listen i think that's pretty good that could have been your lock too that might actually be my lock 
Yeah. Well, you can do it. I mean, is that what you want to do? Because lock is up now for you. If the lock's up now, then I think that is actually what I'm going to do for my lock. I'm going to go ahead and take what your blowout game is. That's going to be my lock. I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs over the Indianapolis Colts. Even if the Colts do show up, even if they do have some pieces come back on the defense, on the offense, uh, they've done absolutely nothing to show that they're a competitive football team so far this year. And the Chiefs is the Chiefs, man. Like you said, the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Uh, Clearly, it's got to be Kansas City over Indianapolis. That is a stone-cold lead pipe lock. So you're going to keep playing if the Colts beat them? Yes, I will bitch and moan. I will bitch and moan like like a sore sore loser, like a small child. If the Colts beat the Chiefs, that I mean, that, that at that point the fix is in. At that point, the NFL is listening to us and and rigging it. At that point, because yeah. the, the Colts are not beating the Chiefs. The Colts are not beating the Chiefs. Now let's go back a week from now and have replay this audio and let's see. But yeah, the Colts are not beating the Chiefs. All right, so for my lock, this might be up there with um, my my first week pick, kind of a uh, shutting you up type pick. I'm <laughs> I'm going with the Bengals over the Jets. I'm actually thinking like they need a team just to beat, get a little bit of that confidence back. And I'm not saying that the Jets are you know an 0-16 team, but it's the Jets. You know, and they barely beat the Browns. Um, I think I think Burrow finally is playing upright instead of on the ground. And no, I think, he's not. He's on no, the ground the whole game. And the no, Jets' no, defense. This, this I'll game. say this: the Jets' defense is a good defense. No, I'm saying this the, the game Jets' problem up. is not their defense; it's their offense. Yeah, no, I'm saying this game coming up, he'll finally play upright. No, he won't. Okay, we'll see. The Jets are good. Like I said, the Jets' defense isn't the problem. And you put that Jets' defense up against that Bengals' offensive line, Joey Burrow is going to be buried next to Hoffa. He's not out there. He's still alive somewhere. Um. <laughs> All right. So your upset pick? Uh, okay. Upset pick. Now, this is picks that are five and a half or above, correct? Yes. On the point spread? All right. Uh, then for my upset pick, I am going to go with... I'm going with MCDC. And the Detroit Lions, they are five and a half point dogs at Minnesota um, Minnesota I think it's still a good team Detroit has defensive issues I'm not going to say like their defense has problems but uh, first of all Hutchinson looks like an absolute slam dunk as a number two draft pick Yeah, uh, truly just a really uh, I, I mean he we had what three sacks in the first quarter last, last week or, or in the game last week either way he was he was a monster last week for Detroit uh, against Washington. They played very well. Minnesota's going to be looking to bounce back. This is going to be, I think, a tough game for either one of them. It's going to be a close game. But I think Detroit gets this upset. Uh, and if they do, man, this is going to change the power dynamic in the NFC North tremendously. But that is my upset pick. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions over the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I am picking the Lions as well. Oh, yeah. trying to copy my homework. Oh, well, yeah, trust me, Mr. 0-6. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just the same thing. You know, they, they beat the Commanders this past uh bum, past bum, 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 bum. And not only did that show how how more um, impressive 
the Eagles win was against them. But again, they're just a better team, and that team just believes in each other, believes in, in, in the coach, their coach. And the Vikings, you know, they're good. I just don't know if they're going to be. Well, it's not in good. prime time, so Kurt Cousins should yeah, be good. But That's what I mean. So, and, like, it's going to be a game where it's a, this is a get right game. This is a bounce back game. So, I think it's going to be a tougher game from Minnesota from that aspect. Uh, and, like I said, Detroit obviously still has some deficiencies being Detroit. Yeah. But I think they're on the right road. I, I get a, I get a Giants feeling. Yeah. Like I, feel, I feel Detroit and the Giants kind of have a, a, a the same kind of feeling right now of like, no, are we world beaters? No. Are we going to the Super Bowl or even the playoffs this year? Maybe not. But we're on the right track. We're, we're going up instead of down. We're going in the right direction. And I think that's the feeling. And I think with that, I think Detroit can – Stay with them, keep it close, and at the in the end, I think they can pull it off. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. If they pull this off, it opens up some eyes to that division. It's not just that, a, a one well, or that's two it. team. Now it's not it's not Green Bay, Minnesota, and everybody yeah. else. Now you got to look at it. it's Green Bay. Now Detroit, you got to worry about, or is it going to be it's Green Bay and everybody else? Is it only Green Bay? Like I don't know. But if Detroit can make a statement in this game if they can build on that move forward because that's the only thing confidence is a deadly thing yeah once you get confidence and i'm, I'm kind of seeing that a little bit with the giants too all of a sudden they have confidence they're buying into dable they're buying into what is going on there and the players are are staying with it and once you believe and once you have that confidence confidence and belief are dangerous on a football team and uh I, I guess, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Can week three be any wackier than week one or two? I don't know. But it's going to be fun, I think. So that's going to be our blue picks, which is sponsored by Dubby. Make sure you guys head over to Dubby.gg and use the uh, product code STSPORTS18, all capital letters, to get 10% off your um, ad, ad check out there. So I'm actually going to be pulling for you. Well, I mean, if, if the Lions pick works, then you finally get your first win, and, you know, I'll go... Three and zero for well, the week. Well, so. well, you're not going there either. I don't even think you went two and one last week. You have no evidence <laughs> to show it. Yes, I do. You just got to head over to podbean.com slash sports. <laughs> so uh, till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo and King. See ya. <laughs>